Gracious Heavenly Father, um, it's Good Friday, but Easter's coming. It's Good Friday today, but Easter's coming. And so in this service, as we sing and as we read and as we play and as we preach, help us, dear Lord, to proclaim that it may be Good Friday today, but Easter is coming. All this we ask in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. He is risen. He is, he is risen, risen indeed. Let's say it again. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Welcome to Grace Lutheran Church in West Kelowna, British Columbia. This is a very special Easter service because, well, it's being recorded on Good Friday. And you will see in the sermon that that's significant. But it's good because Easter is coming. The real Easter is coming, and that's what this celebration is going to be about, that it may be Good Friday today, but Easter is coming. I'd like to, my name is Pastor Ed Skutchek, and I'd like to welcome you to, in our worship today. Um, my associate is uh, Pastor David Wunderlich, and uh, he um, it, it preached on Good Friday. I hope you heard his sermon Certainly, it prepares us for today. We have a choir of angels with us this morning, and uh, they are going to be singing, uh, and just please sing along. The words are up there on the screen, and just sing out loud. Even if it's just one or two at home, let's all make a joyful noise to the Lord. So, let's begin with a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for today, for Easter Sunday, for Resurrection Day. And Lord, we pray that the resurrection that took place over 2,000 years ago, that that resurrection is with us today. That resurrection is not only the raising of the dead, but it's the raising of something new in us, faith and hope, and joy. Resurrect these things in us today, dear Lord. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. And so let's all stand and let's sing together an amazing Easter hymn, Christ the Lord is Risen Today.
Please pray with me the prayer of the day for this Easter Sunday. Let us pray. Almighty God, through your Son, you overcame death and opened for us the gate of everlasting life. Give us your continual help. Put good desires into our minds and bring them to full effect through Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our worship continues with our readings. The Old Testament reading today is from the book of Job, chapter 19, verses 23 to 27. Oh, that my words were recorded, that they were written on a scroll, that we were, they were inscribed with an iron tool on lead or engraved in rock forever. I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes, I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. Here ends the reading. This morning's psalm is Psalm 150. Please read responsively as printed on our screen. Hallelujah! Praise God in his holy temple. Praise, Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him for his excellent greatness. Praise him with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with the lyre and harp. Praise him with timbrel and dance. Praise, Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Praise, Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Let everything that has breath. Praise, Praise the, the Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. The New Testament reading today is from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 51 to 57. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable have been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Here ends the reading. This morning's gospel lesson is found in the 20th chapter of the gospel according to St. John, beginning with the first verse. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and I don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. 
He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside, and he saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been. One at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Well, they've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. And Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Don't hold, take hold of me yet, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Here ends our gospel lesson. Please bow your heads with me for a word of prayer. Father God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our salvation. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth will declare your praise. Spirit of God, fall fresh in us today. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. You know what I love? The, the way the readings were set up, we have the Old Testament saint that um, has, he, said, he predicted, he, God gave him the grace, the Holy Spirit worked through Job, and, and he spoke of the resurrection. He spoke of God standing on the ground. Standing. So he spoke also of the incarnation and of the resurrection. And then we have the read the psalm about praising God for his salvific work. And then we have Paul's reading, and it ends, O, or, o grave, where is, or, uh, or death, excuse me, o, where, O death, is your sting? Where, O death, is your victory. Well, on that Easter Sunday morning, the first one 2,000 years ago, it stung pretty good. Victory. Victory. Of course there was victory. 
Death had victory over Jesus. The grave had swallowed him up. You know, it's interesting, it was just last year that my wife and I, along with a tour of people from the, our congregation here, uh, led by Pastor Jim Statham, we were in Israel, we were in Jerusalem, and we went, there were two places where Jesus could have been laid, but the one was this, is the Church of the Holy Sepulcher, uh, but there's this garden tomb also. You know, so it's interesting. You know, you have, the, the, like for me, the garden tomb said so much. Here you have this place that looks like a skull, that he could have been crucified. And then you have this beautiful little tomb in the garden that we all got to walk into and, and just pause for a little bit and just think about what happened. I mean, that swallowed him up. I mean, they put his lifeless body in there. On Good Friday, there had been a spear that had pierced him, pierced his chest. He was dead. And you can just imagine, I mean, we all know, we've all lost loved ones, and you know how it hurts. It just hurts. It's just unbearable pain. And you just wish. You just wish. Oh, if I could just see them again. Isn't that true? The ones that we love and we've lost, wouldn't we just, just, just see them? Just, just hug them. One time. That's what we all want. I mean, sometimes they come to you in dreams. I mean, since I lost my mom and my dad, I mean, my dad sometimes is, and he'll fleetingly come into a dream, and, and it feels so good. And then only once did I dream about my mom, and it was, oh, did I feel so good. And there's, you know, Mary, Mary Magdalene, and, you know, just she, and it was interesting, we got to go to Magdala, the, where she came from. She's called Mary Magdalene because she's Mary who comes from the city of Magdala, which is on the Sea of Galilee, and it's just gorgeous. It was this, it had been covered over in the first century by a, a rock slide and, and a Roman Catholic priest bought the property and started to do some excavation. The University of Jerusalem archaeologists came out, did an excavation and they found this village. It's just amazing. There's this synagogue and you know, like, you know, there's this, the ruins of the synagogue and, and you know that Jesus was there. It was in that town that he freed Mary Magdalene from, from seven evil spirits. She was possessed by demons, and Jesus set her free. And she followed him, and she loved him. And he was gone. Could you imagine what she might be thinking? What's going to happen to me now? 
mean, he's my protector. He saved me. And now he's gone. And what's going to happen to me? Could those spirits come back? Just the grief of losing someone that you've walked with and walked with and walked with and seen the miracles. She comes to the grave. I mean, she was there when he was crucified. And, you know, she, can you imagine? Here she is. She's like, you know what? I'm going to walk the last mile. I'm going to go and I'm going to see where he is. And if I can, if I can, if I can do anything, I'm going to do it. And I'm, I'm just going to stand up. I need to be by the tomb. I need to be there. And so she goes. And she sees that the stone is rolled away. Now, you know, what I love about the Gospels is they are so tremendously honest. Her first, her first notion was not, he's resurrected, just the way he said. She didn't say, he is risen. She's a human being. She's like each and every one of us. She thought, oh no, someone's taken him. Something horrible has happened. And so she runs to the only people that would care, the disciples. So she runs to them. She tells them what happened. What I love is you've got Peter, he's older, just like I'm older. If David and I were running, he would, he would beat me too. He'd outrun me. And so the young guy, he gets to John, he gets to the tomb first. He, he looks in and he sees the linens. Now what's significant about the I think it's important. What's significant about the linens is that he sees the strips, because, okay, that with, with, on Good Friday when Pastor David preached, he left off with them wrapping him in linen. And you know, 70 pounds of, of, of uh, spices, wrapping, wrapping, wrapping. Not something that you could easily get out of. And yet, what did they look, what did he and Peter, what do they see? They see the linens, the strips, as if they just went like this, fell on the ground. You know, they were around a body, and the body would have made, caused them to be in a shape of the body, and then the body just went, Phew. he is risen. Those grave clothes could not hold him. And there was, some, there was a face cloth that was put over his face, which would have just, what? Would have just, with his body just kind of disappearing out of the linens, they, it would have fallen right in the place, right? Right down there. But you find it on its own. So this resurrection body of Jesus that was able to go through the linen so that he stands up, that resurrection body can also pick a piece up and move it over here. 
And you know, that is the witness of the rest of John's gospel. That very Easter evening when they're alone and they're locked in, Jesus kind of, all the doors are locked, all the windows are shut. There's no way anyone can get in, but he appears. The walls didn't hold him back. The shuttered windows didn't hold him back. He appeared right in the middle of them. But he also showed that he was real and physical. He could be with them and speak and breathe on them. That's the miracle of the resurrection. You see, I'll tell you what. The empty tomb, that's not proof of a resurrection. I mean, even, I mean, the strips, man, that's pretty powerful evidence. But it is not proof of the resurrection. But when Jesus stood before Mary Magdalene, that is proof of the resurrection. So she went from despair, despondency, disbelief even, to faith and hope and joy. And her love was restored. The one she loved was with her. That is Easter Sunday. That is the proof of the resurrection. That Jesus appeared before them all. And you know, the amazing thing about that is that then all of the promises that Jesus made to them, they actually, they would come true. I mean, you know, he said when they were in John chapter 11, when they were Bethany, uh, in Bethany with Mary and Martha, and, and, and Jesus said to Martha, your brother will live again, and she said yes at the resurrection, and he goes, no, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? And she said, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Son of God, the Christ, the Son of God, come into the world. And then what does Jesus do? He goes to the tomb. He goes to the place where Lazarus, their brother, is buried. He's been in the, in the grave for four days. Beyond hope. And he speaks, and he comes to life. And you know, he says, Lazarus, get up. And Lazarus gets up. And you know, it's amazing. Jesus first thing said to them, now take off his grave clothes, because <laughs> he couldn't do it. <laughs> take them off. Nobody had to take Jesus off, though. But that was the promise, and he, he showed, you really are the resurrection and life because you died and you came back to life, and you are the resurrection and the life. And we can believe that. And then Jesus, in the 14th chapter of the gospel according to John, he says to his disciples, now where I'm going, you can't come with me but I'm going there to prepare a place for you and I'm going to come back and I'm going to get you. And he came back to them, not to take them quite yet. 
not to take them to be with him in heaven. But he's saying, if I can come to you now, I will come later. And don't be afraid even if you die physically because remember Lazarus. You will hear my voice. My voice will say, Marie, get up. Denny, get up. Melody, get up. Leah, get up. Linda, get up. Miriam, get up. David, get up. Al, get up. And we will get up. That's the promise. And it all becomes true. Why? Because He's the resurrection and the life. He was resurrected and He lives and that Jesus that was there 2,000 years ago is here now. He's with us now. He promises that where two or three are gathered together, I'm with you. He's with us right now. So that's why Easter Sunday is such an important Sunday. It makes us a people of God. It makes us a people of faith. It makes us God's children. That's what's so important about today, that we don't have to be afraid. And you know, the amazing thing is that, that the whole, you know, think about this for a minute. When Mary is first encounters Jesus, she thinks he's a gardener. Now you could say, well, she was distraught. I don't buy that for a minute. She could not see Jesus because why? Because Jesus didn't want her to see him yet. Just like when he was walking with the two on the road to Emmaus. I mean, they're walking with them, they're talking with them. They'd been around him and they didn't because why? Because Jesus was trying to teach her a lesson. And that was when she recognized him was when, she, when he called her name. Just like Lazarus. He was resurrected when Jesus called his name. And Mary came to faith when Jesus spoke her name. Jesus spoke your name in your baptism. That's when the Holy Spirit works to create faith. Faith in a risen Jesus from the words of the text. That's the power of the resurrected Jesus when he speaks your name. You're one of his. When he speaks your name in baptism, he promises to speak your name again. On that last day, when you breathe your last, 
you know, Jesus says that you're all going to have a good Friday. It's all, you're all going to have good Friday. You all are bound to me on the cross. We're all bound to have a good Friday, but you're all sure to have an Easter Sunday. You're all sure to have resurrection and life. That's what he guarantees because he spoke your name. His word speaks to you. His word the Holy Spirit uses to create faith in you. A faith that you need when your Good Friday comes. You know, I have to tell you, it's Friday. I know you're listening to this on Easter Sunday, I hope, not too early. But it was recorded on Friday, and a few minutes, like uh, an hour maybe before we started to record the Good Friday service, which was on Good Friday, so that's all good, I got a phone call. You know this, uh, Pastor David was talking about, I'm sick and tired of talking about Corona, virus that is and you know so you know but it's interesting most for most of us for I'm sure the vast majority of Canadian society coronavirus is something that's happening in Toronto Vancouver Calgary Edmonton Winnipeg Ottawa And, you know, respirators and the shortage of respirators, it's like, well, what can we do? I don't, you know, I really don't get it. But it became real in our congregation, and I have permission to say this from the wife. Dennis Rao, a member of our congregation, he was a member when I came to Grace Lutheran 20 years ago. And he passed away last night from COVID-19. I only heard about it until last Sunday that they'd been traveling and I wasn't sure what was happening. And so I talked to Dennis last Sunday. And you know, he was at home and, you know, we talked about, and he said, you know, I, I'm not afraid. I have faith. I, I believe. I'm, I mean, I believe in God, Pastor Ed. You know that. And I mean, I mean, he and Anita would sit over there. And I worked with him like in spring cleanups. I mean, I was yesterday, gym's closed, so I'm sweeping the church parking lot for exercise, and so I'm over here sweeping, and um, I was just thinking about myself and Dennis and Renee Shep. We were working together, sweeping over in that corner, and then I thought about uh, the year, a uh, couple of years before, when Dennis and I were uh, untangling a snarl of uh, uh, branches that had been pruned and, and loading them up on a on our uh, trailer to go to, re uh, to go to the compost heap the, at the dump. And 
you know, just thinking about all of those things and it kind of all came rushing in and about what a quiet, like you would say, if you met Dennis, you would say, what a prince, because he was kind of this quiet man, unassuming, uh, friendly, um, and, you know, and, you know, and yet this morning I find out that he was taken into the hospital maybe the day before yesterday. He couldn't breathe. He had a seizure. They put him on a respirator. But it couldn't help because he'd been deprived of oxygen too long. And all the stuff, everything, you know, so just it came home to our congregation. And it's sad. And it hurts. But Jesus spoke his name. Jesus spoke Dennis Rao's name in baptism. And Dennis Rao grew up in the church, and the Holy Spirit worked in him and gave him faith, the faith that was holding him together, the faith that he relied on last Sunday, the faith that we need to have. And you know, it, it's just in life, I mean, you know, that we, it's like every, you know, you come to understand that every encounter that we have with people, we should never just go, whatever. That every encounter that we have is profound. And because Jesus had encountered Dennis again and again in word and in sacrament, we can say, we can believe that Jesus came for him. He spoke his name and he came for him. And he's with Jesus. That is the miracle of the resurrection. That is why we can have joy on Easter Sunday. Because the people that we love and they're in the Lord are with him and they're waiting for us. Our isolation is kind of like that. It's a picture. Here we are all in our homes, but we know the people that we love are in their home. And we're separated from them. And when the government says, we can be together. But Jesus says, right now, we're separated. And when I say, we'll all be together. Amen?
Please rise and confess with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for today. We give you thanks that on this day, Jesus was raised from the dead. And because of that, our life is changed. He was pierced for our transgressions. His, by His stripes, we're healed. The punishment of all was put upon him. We are all sheep that have gone astray. And yet the Good Shepherd has brought us together and given us, provided us peace through his piercing. Peace through the stripes. Peace through his death. You give us peace. And Lord, we have a, I have a simple prayer this Easter Sunday. The prayer of St. Francis. Jesus, you have made peace for us. Help us then to be your peace. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred... Let us so love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Be a helper of the sick, Lord. Be a strengthener and a comforter to those that are protecting us. People that pump gas, that pump oil, that mine it and refine it. For those that deliver our groceries, for those that grow our groceries, for those that make our food, that provide our food, that provide our medical care, that protect us, strengthen and encourage them. For scientists, 
give them the wisdom and the ability to bring a cure, not only for COVID-19, but for cancer and for all the diseases that vex and harass us. Use them as your instruments of peace. For those that have lost loved ones, let your gospel be a balm that soothes the heart. Lord, in your mercy, hear God, our prayer. To our government, give them strength, give them wisdom. Empower them to lead Canada and all the nations of the world through this. Lord, in your mercy, hear yeah, our prayer. prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting that you answer our prayers. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and ever-living God. But chiefly, we are bound to praise you for the glorious resurrection of our Lord, for he is the true Passover lamb. He gave himself to take away our sin, who by his death has destroyed death, and by his rising has brought us to eternal life. And so with Mary Magdalene and Peter and all the witnesses of the resurrection, with earth and sea and all the creatures, and with angels and archangels, cherubim and seraphim, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn. he was betrayed. Our Lord Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, just broken for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, Take and drink. This cup is the new covenant shed in my blood for the forgiveness of your sins. Do this for the remembrance of me. Jesus, Remember us in your kingdom, and you taught us to pray. Our Our Father, Father, who who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please come forward, one at a time. Be drink, for this is the body and the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
take and eat and drink. This is the body and the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus, my Savior, waiting the coming day. Jesus, my Lord, up from the grave he
the blessing. And now may the body and the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and keep you in his grace. Amen. Amen. Now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord's countenance ever be before you and may he give you peace. Amen. Amen. And just before we sing the final hymn, I want you to know that the, la the lady that um, was, uh, gave me communion and I communed her is my spouse. So we didn't practice the social distancing because, well, we're under the same household. <laughs> so let's conclude our worship with our final hymn. Yeah.